Hi, welcome to another episode of Orphans No Longer. This is episode number 463, and our title today, Dr. Guinea Pig. My name is Tom Fasselt, and I'm your host here at Orphans No Longer, where we explore the unfolding lives of the most vulnerable in the world, the orphans who come to America to start a better life, and to look at their stories, how their lives are affected as a result of being orphans and yet being in America. Well, I want to let you know today's episode is entitled Dr. Guinea Pig, and I've got a question for you. What do the Australian outback, snobby doctors, a Korean orphan, and 20% of all Americans have in common? Well, stick around and find out because this is going to be an incredible episode. I'm looking forward to talking to you about H. pylori, to interviewing a sufferer of H. pylori, as well as telling you the background of this incredible disease that is so ubiquitous and yet has a compelling story on its discovery. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Orphans No Longer. Can you imagine drinking disgustingly dirty soup full of bacterium, making yourself sick just to prove a bunch of snobby elite doctors wrong? That's what Barry Marshall did, who was born in 1951 in Coolbury, Western Australia. At a very young age, Barry was given a box of science experiments by his aunt as a Christmas gift. He became interested in science, got a medical doctor degree from an Australian university, ended up collaborating in internal medicine and working on the mystery of stomach cancer and other gastric problems. And in the process, he became convinced that many stomach cancers and many gastric problems were a result of simply an infection. Well, the elite doctors of the time said something like this, no bacteria could possibly exist in the acid of a stomach. And stomach cancers and gastric problems were simply a result of too much stress. The famous quote from Barry is that everybody was against me, but I knew I was right. Well, that's where he became a guinea pig. He took the sample fluid from the gastric organs of a dying man who had had cancer of the stomach, heated it up into a soup concoction, drank it, and within days had a tremendous amount of gastric problems. Well, the story goes on, but I can tell you, Barry Marshall was involved in the almost 
complete eradication of stomach cancers in the world thanks to his discovery of Heliobacter pylori. And in 2005, you guessed it, he won a Nobel Prize in Medicine for his discovery in 1982 of H. pylori. Okay, we're back, and we've come a long way since Dr. Barry did that incredible work back in the early 80s, and we wanted now to just give you some basic outline and some information about H. pylori that is afflicting many, many, many children in the third world countries and continues to afflict up to 20% of all Americans. Now, since his discovery in 1982, we've learned that countries that lack clean water, have poor sewage systems, uh, and uh, friends can all give you H. pylori. If you have a friend that you're sharing bodily fluids with, look out. You probably have H. pylori if they do. Now, these germs can live in your body for years before symptoms begin, thanks to WebMD and uh, other internet sources. Now, just to let you know, the symptoms tend to come and go, but the triple B will be there. Bloating, burning, bellyache, lack of appetite, weight loss, and of course, the testing is all about the blood, the breath, and the stool. There is ultimately an endoscopy in which they can take a biopsy and look at the lining of your tummy. The treatment, antibiotics, typically triple at the same time, maybe even quad, and antacids. Prevention on H. pylori, wash, wash, wash your hands, wash your hands, little children. Avoid excess of use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory devices, NSAID. That's all for now. Well, we're back here at Orphans No Longer, where we're exploring the unfolding lives of orphans who have emigrated to America. Today's episode is about the Heliobacterium pylori, H. pylori known as, and it's something very important to many of you listening because up to a fifth of all Americans have this infection and it can be symptomless and yet ultimately lead to major problems in the intestinal tract. Uh, now let's get it personal. Uh, story of H. pylori infection from a Leah Park. Leah, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, orphaned in 69, adopted in 1970. Is that right? from Seoul, Korea, the streets of Seoul, Korea, to Rochester, New York, adopted in 1970. I'm telling you, it's fascinating. I'm thinking curiously here, what would possess a family 
to take a child in like this, who was so needy, physically, emotionally, socially, who spoke a different language, directly from the streets of Seoul, Korea, um, from your perspective, what was their motivation? Well, I know that um, my family uh, were close friends with another family that had already adopted um, a couple of children. And so they saw the uh, great blessing that that was. And I think that they were moved to, um, to bless someone themselves. You know, they had... Um, food and clothing and shelter and stable home and uh, were able to provide for another another child and uh, so I think that you know they they had compassion mm. and were moved by that that's a major major move from a family I understand your father was 50 years old at the time approximately 40 yeah 40 years mm-hmm. old to adopt a young child like this even at age 40 yeah and uh your mother of course the unfolding story how you came to receive from them and yet you ended up caring for your dying mother here your adoptive mother uh amazing story that we can't get into today but we're talking about your H. pylori infection and do you have any idea how you picked this infection up? Well um, in developing countries which uh, my homeland was at the time it was going through it was in a state of great poverty at the time. You're talking about South Korea? Yes Um, it's even more common than it is in other parts of the world um, you're not always eating, you know, food in its ideal conditions, and it is a bacteria. Additionally, it's if one person gets it, uh, um, the people that are in close contact with that person also are apt to get it through um, sharing of food or, um, you know, I I think. Uh, you know, water, yeah, water, fluids, yeah, so all of that. Things. So it's very easy to catch, and it's very common in um, impoverished communities. So I think the odds are high that I had it when I came over. I mean, there are other possibilities, like you said, a full, what, 20% of Americans have it also. So I could have caught it somewhere else, but... But uh, those factors, certainly my, my uh, infancy certainly did impact it. Yes, and of course the fascinating story of H. pylori that perhaps you aren't even familiar with is that it wasn't discovered until about 12 years after you came to America. Oh, Did you realize that? No. Mm-mm. It was discovered by an Australian doctor who made himself... The guinea pig doctor, he drank H. pylori. A fascinating story. And uh, now, your symptoms, of course, uh, what in, what sort of inspired you to get treatment here? What were your symptoms? Yes, so um, my, uh, I, I understand H. pylori symptoms can come and go. 
And um, at one point in my life, I started getting this really strange taste in my mouth. It was very, um, it was uh, very unpleasant mm. and um, and caused me a lot of concern. I, I didn't know what could be causing it, but I did start thinking maybe I was getting some sort of like stomach ulcer or something, some sort of intestinal problem. Um, Intolerance to fatty food by chance? No, 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 I didn't really experience that, but I did uh, experience some trouble swallowing. Um, I noticed that and I didn't connect it with the bad taste in my mouth. I didn't think of those two things as being related, but um, but I do remember that. And then I started having intense abdominal pain, um, uh, high in my stomach. And sometimes, you know, I would have something to drink um, first thing in the morning, and it would just be like a incredible sh- sharp shooting pain um, at the top of my stomach. And, was and, it burning pain? Yeah, it was kind of a burning pain, very sharp. And then at other times I just had, you know, discomfort, um, some, some milder pain in my stomach. But those were my most significant symptoms. Thank you. Now, you were treated, it, uh, there was testing done, etc. You were also given a regimen of antibiotics. That's correct. For 14 days, et cetera. So uh, was there any point, I'm curious, which you felt afraid for your general health or your safety? No, no, I wouldn't say so. My symptoms never were that alarming. Um, no. and uh, They did not have to do an endoscopy on you? No, they did. They did do an endoscopy, and I didn't. I didn't like that. Um, I don't think it w- had anything to do with my concern about the H. pylori. But you know, whenever you're having a medical procedure and you're going to be knocked out, and you have to sign um, hospital papers that say, you know, um, there are all these risks potentially with this procedure. You know, that that was distressing a little bit, but. Um, but I know that the odds are extremely small that there would be any anything happen as a result of that. Well, you're better today, and I want to thank you, Leah Park, for coming on our Orphan It's No Longer podcast today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Orphans No Longer. Well, you've probably learned maybe even more than you wanted to know about H. pylori. And if you like this podcast, please hit the subscribe button. Email us if you've got a question. Share us on social media. And we'll see you next time here on Orphans No Longer. Mm